and welcome back to the 14th installment of the Cold Steel Pen, my podcast where I talk everything Joyce and Ulysses, all while trying to navigate the personal odyssey of writing my debut poetry collection. As we near the end of our journey, we arrive at Oxen of the Sun, Joyce's episode dedicated to the technique of embryonic development. Here, the arranger moves through literary history with blocks of text parrying periods or figures of literary history. While this occurs at the level of the style, the plot centers on impregnation, whether to save a mother or a child during birth, sex, and contraception. If these dialogues feel disparate from our discussion of poetry, they shouldn't. Since at least the Renaissance, artists have been obsessed with the idea of the artist as giving birth to artistic creation. Joyce seems to complicate the discussion by positioning Stephen and Bloom outside of the locker room nonsense and on the side of the women. This feminine association is particularly interesting with Stephen because of the nature of a mother as being impregnated by a man to produce a child. Considering this alongside the style of the episode, one starts to see the heap of literary material as a father figure for Stephen. I'm interested in this because I think it presents a radical reassessment of how we conceive the artist's figure. The paternal and hypermasculine image of the artist seems to suggest a dark horse, creative genius who emerges out of thin air. On the other hand, the mother, or more specifically their womb, is an incubator, one that combines the genes of herself with the father, developing the embryo into a distinct child. This understanding subverts the notion of the mother as passive or as simply a vessel of protection. With this in our mind, let's turn to the conversation surrounding whether the child or the mother should live. The debate becomes imperative alongside the notion of literary history, namely that the past or influence cannot survive creation, such that the artist must kill off their influence if they are to produce a child. In my reading of Joyce, I want to emphasize the conflation of mother and son by making the artist kill the mother. Vincent says to Stephen in regard to his position as an artist, That answer and those leaves will adorn you more fiddly when something more, and greatly more, than a cap full of light odes can call your genius father. At this point, Stephen is all influence, like the arranger in the episode is all parody. The problem becomes parody is not art. One has to move beyond imitation. For Stephen to become a father, he must kill off his influences by making them his own. I'm struck by the similarities between this and T.S. Eliot's theory of poetics as outlined in his essay, Tradition and the Individual Talent, namely that the poet becomes the catalyst in a chemical reaction of feeling and emotion. I think that both Joyce and Eliot offer a more sophisticated understanding of artistic generation than the colloquial understanding. I can also feel for Stephen because I'm in a similar position as an aspiring artist with little to show. This question of where art comes from is very important to me. I, like Stephen or Eliot for that matter, am deeply a classicist and that I think one has to be seeped in influence before they're prepared to produce. Influence is challenging, though, because it's so easy to fall victim to imitation and struggle to find one's voice. I certainly have written poems that were at best cheap attempts to mimic. This is the awkwardness of the womb. Only the mother or the child can survive. There isn't room for both of them in the literary world. I, too, need to kill my influences if I am to have children that can call my genius father. (laughs) 